Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. You heard lots about the Dunkettle Interchange. It officially opened earlier this week, but it's the bus services that seem to still be causing problems in Cork. And Mercia Dalton is an independent county councillor based in Passage West in Cork. Mercia is with us here in studio today. What's the situation with um, bus routes and their reliability, Mercia, in your area? Andrea, hi. Thanks for having me here. Mm. Um, It's quite exciting for me. I've never been in a studio like this before, so it's a pleasure and thanks for inviting me in. Uh, So I'm based in Passage West. I represent the Carrigaline Municipal District. So it's a county area, um, but it's it's suburban at the same time. So whilst we are independent towns, if you like, outside of Cork City Centre, our regular bus routes link our towns to Cork City. So the predominant ones in our area would be, I live in Passage West, we don't have a high frequency service. So we have one that comes once an hour with perhaps every 40 minutes at um, at peak. And then we have in more recent years got a second service, which is to come every half hour. Then serving Carrigaline, which would be the county's largest town, there's a 220 and a 220X service. Um, The 220X is a fast service. It goes down the ring road. Um, And the 220 is meant to be a high frequency service. So that was something that was highly subsidised by government and and very much acclaimed when it came in first. Okay. So uh, speaking at a personal level, which is is always interesting, my family would be big bus users. Uh, Whilst we live in Passage, my kids go to school in Crosshaven. So they take the bus every day. So I can speak from a personal point of view yeah. as well as from a constituent perspective. Um, and and our experience, and look, we, we've worked with Bus Air and as councillors for a very long time yeah. and they deliver the bus services locally. And we understand sometimes, particularly around Christmas time when traffic is very heavy, either in Douglas or in the city, that it's difficult for the buses to keep the schedule. And we understand that they're 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 chopping and they're changing mm. and they're trying to do their best to come when they're supposed to come and we we tolerate blips shall we say because we know it's hard yeah, with all the services thinks, they run yeah. to get it perfect but I have to say since Christmas and I, at a personal level I reached out to Bus Erin and said we have your back but there have been so many cancellations and no shows scheduled cancellations and no shows since Christmas that I simply have to get in touch and ask why. And that's reflected. And what was the reason? What did they say? So they said they come back, but they never did. And so that's not just my experience. Other councillors are the same. So they're getting um, complaints from constituents as well, who either say that the real time date is incorrect or that the cancellations are genuine and unexplained. Um, or that the buses are just plain late. Well, if there, if there's, if if it is like if, if they have real time data real-time information. I mean, you know, the, the cancellation can be flagged 100%. well in advance. Yeah. What a lot of bus drivers often tell me when they listen to conversations like this and, and they in turn then they get frustrated because they yeah. have to deal with, you know, passengers complaining to them when they, they step on the bus. When bus drivers ring in, they'll usually tell me that the real-time data often isn't doesn't work. Yeah, that that's our experience on the ground too. Now, to be fair, sometimes it does. Uh, like, I have to be fair. Wherever bus Erin gets it right, I want to be fair. Mm. And my kids have done this trip and again I can say it with confidence from a personal point of view because we do it every day. They've done this trip every day for two years and it's been tolerable. It's not always right yeah. but it's been tolerable. I can safely say in the first two weeks after Christmas that in our limited experience of after school routes and preschool mm. routes there were probably three cancellations a week that my kids directly experienced. 
which which in- inevitably means either they're waiting on the side of the road yeah. or there's a phone call and say, please come pick us up. You see, no. I, I suppose though, like from, from the personal perspective and, and looking at it as well yeah. as a counsellor and you're obviously talking to, to people in your Absolutely. area who are left stranded, vulnerable, maybe yeah. rely on the bus service to, to commute in and out to, to Cork City um, for work, medical appointments, all of the yeah. variety of different reasons that we that we want to use the bus. It's just the confidence Marcia, that's to, a huge you know, issue. To be able to rely on it. Yeah, that's a huge issue. So I wanted to come to you today. I didn't, my, my husband actually had taken the day off to work on my car and I didn't have the car. So I, I actually, when I was speaking to Ross earlier when he rang me, I said, oh, will I take the bus? And I was afraid, I was relying on the two and six. I looked at the schedule. The two and six is a bus service that seems to suffer if there's a shortage of whatever bus Aaron may need, be it drivers or whatever. Mm. It seems to suffer more than the others. That may be my perception. I don't know yeah. for sure if that's the case, but it is my perception. So I asked, I asked my son for a lift in. I'll get the bus Couldn't home it, yeah. where I don't have a, a pressure a on need me to, to be, be on there. time. I know other... It's pretty poor though, isn't it? When, when you know, like as a counsellor, you have to opt to take the car in the era of telling people to try and use public transport where you can that you just can't rely on it. And that's the big issue. Um, I, I, I hear county councillors are now going to raise this um, writing to, to Eamon Ryan, the, the National Transport Authority, the NTA, to talk about this worsening issue that you've described. What do you want done though? Like what's liable to change? Well, let me let me pair back a little bit first. So we would typically twice a year ask bus air and management to come speak to us in the council chamber where we raise our issues. We have the opportunity to eyeball them and speak to them face to face. And that's very helpful. It has always been very helpful. And during the summer, June, July, I can't remember which, we were invited by bus air and to have that meeting in their depot in Capwell. And again, we got to see it at first hand in the control room. And that was all very valuable to us because the more we understand, mm. the more we can make valid representation. Since Christmas, we've been asking them to come to us again into our council chamber because the issues have been so multifaceted and so numerous yeah. and they haven't even responded. Now, that's a concern. So at the end, Bus Erin, unlike in the old days, Bus Erin now responds to the, the NTA, the National Transport yeah. Authority. And increasingly, we find that the functions of the bus service are being delivered by the NTA. So, for example... If we want a new bus shelter, if we perhaps there's a new housing estate and a bus stop has been mm. particularly heavily used and we ask for a bus shelter, that request goes to the NTA. And it's not perhaps because that's a Dublin based authority. It's not, we feel, as understood as it would be by the local you organisation. You feel you're not getting a fair crack at the whip. Absolutely. Or for right. example, a bus, a bus stop pole fell down in my constituency in November 2019. It's not still down, is it? It hasn't been replaced. Uh, st- stay with us, Mercy, if you don't mind. Pop on the headphones there because we've we've a couple of callers getting in touch with us here. Uh, James is on the line in Cork as well. James, what are the issues with bus services in in, uh, in your area in Cork? But, uh, it would seem from using uh, buses and being in the city that there seems to be three areas. There seems to be a shortage of drivers, uh, regular breakdowns because the old stock has not been upgraded or been properly maintained and the chaos being created by the traffic um, and lanes being created and roads being narrowed in the city. Buses have no room anymore. That seems to be obvious. If you travel behind one, they're rubbing off those red bollards all the time. Their space is restricted big time. But as regards time, there seems to be no concept of time or on time. I drove in the UK in the 70s. Go on ahead, no, go on ahead, uh, James. 
Uh, I grew up in the UK in the 70s and uh, in a city the size of Birmingham, where, where I drove, you were allowed two minutes early and three minutes late. Otherwise, there was corrective action taken or you had to come up with an explanation as to what happened. There was no technology, no phones, no no sh- spreadsheets with times or anything else, but everything. I never saw, I never broke down for the three years I was there. I never had a breakdown. It would seem like that maintenance, I was on a bus recently that had over a million kilometers on it. So a lot of the buses are not reliable. I think they spent a lot of time down. They spent a lot of time in the garage. And if they break down, it takes a lot, a lot of time to get them back in. So there's a general disconnect. Nobody seems to monitor. The signs, the information signs are farcical. They're, they're like, it's like the lotto machine flying around. The numbers keep changing all the time. It's two minutes, three minutes, seven minutes, two minutes, eight minutes, and nothing. And, and nothing arrives. Or it says due and nothing comes. So, so it just seems chaotic. Yeah. It's the, it, it, you feel you can't rely on it, James, yourself, really, if you wanted to, you know, to, to be more of a service user. Oh, no, not at all. Like in the country, it's better because there are private operators and it seems to work a little bit better. But in the city, if you wanted to get somewhere, no way. You either walk or you bring your own transport. Like, I mean, talking about getting transport or cars out of the city, you could not depend if you had a doctor's appointment, a solicitor's appointment or anything important. There is no way I would rely on it. Not a chance in the world. Eighteen hundred four five three, yeah, eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number if you uh, if you want to get in touch with us here today. We've Dan on the line as well, James. Dan, do you use bus services across Cork? <laughs> um, I would certainly. Um, it's it's not pleasant uh, driving in um, with the traffic these days. Uh, basically, I, I don't. I wouldn't be pointing the blame at the bus service or the people that try to operate it. I think that it comes from above, this, this problem. Uh, there's a fundamentalist um, uh, effort by city council and the government uh, caused by the Greens, the kingmakers, who hold the balance of power. And they're basically narrowing uh, the streets of Cork, which were already narrow, and hilly, um, narrowing them out. Uh, and so the whole city has slowed down to a walking pace, to a car park. Well, it's uh, it's to really to allow more p- public transport services, you know, to, to be able to carry more and, and more passengers. But what's your well, experience no, no, of it, Dan? No, no, no. I'm sorry to cut across the Andrea. It, it's, it's cycle lanes uh, are, are removing the roads, so there isn't room for the buses. Just as Patrick said, the roads are being narrowed, uh, roads that are already very narrow, Cork is famous for it, um, are, are being you know, cut to to just impossible uh, for buses and and for cars to get the, the traffic has slowed down. The whole city has slowed down. It's basically at a stop. I mean, I I wouldn't you know speaking of passage west there, Murchies. I went down there uh, the other day. It's a lovely area. It's by the it's on the harbour. Um, ironically, there was a rail line all the way down there and all the way to Carrigal Line, uh, which was removed in the sixties foolishly. It's a lovely walk now, but. Um, in order to get down there, I have to go to Douglas. And if I went out there now, there'd be a tailback of half a kilometre. It could take me 30 to 40 minutes to get the two kilometres down, the three kilometres down to, to Passage West. Um, the whole system is, is ground to a halt because the roads have been removed in favour okay. of cycle lanes. 
Okay. And I don't know if you've seen the electric trees which the Green Party put in in our city centre. Have you seen We talked those? about them here all right on the show. Yeah, we have indeed. As an example of the fundamentalist absurdity of, of, of these people who hold the power. Um, the Cork is being destroyed by, by this okay. fundamentalist delusion. Well, Cahill is on the line as well. Cahill, do you think the bus service is good enough across Cork? I think it's getting a bit overstressed um, as, as, as time goes on. I'm certainly finding that the, the most popular routes will be waiting quite a long time and sometimes the bus is full and sometimes the bus is 20 minutes longer than even what the real-time boards are saying. Um, so certainly it's becoming very, very overstressed. Um, maybe there needs to be more frequency or more buses. As far as I'm aware, all the single-decker suburban buses other than the 216, which I think is the one that goes to Passage, ironically, mm-hmm. have been removed and they're double-deckers now. So there have been improvements over the years, but I think it's it's becoming to a point where it's just too much for the system that's currently in place to handle. And maybe that's what this bus connects thing is all about, just trying to improve the efficiency of this yeah. very understressed system. Are you somebody, Cahill, who would like that you know, who would like to be able to rely on public transport? Would you like to use the bus services more? Oh, of course, and. For my first year of college, I tried that. I tried to rely on the buses, but it just became too much and it incentivised me to buy a car. And I mean, what does that say about all of the, the, the as the councillor was saying, all of the the, 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 the the trying to get us out of the cars, the buses are currently making me go into my car as opposed from the opposite. I mean, that, that I mean, says all it can say. Um, yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's a pretty rotten situation. But okay. I hope that with time and with improvements that this can change. And one of the other callers there was saying about the, you know, that cars are being excluded. And look, mm. maybe that is the way forward that we'll be relying more on public transport. That well, very much seems to be the plans. Yeah, but people need to be able to rely on it, and I and I I take your your point, and and Cahill's there totally on that as well. Marcia, just to pick up there um, on on the last point from Cahill, will things change? You mentioned Bus Connects. Bus Connects is to increase the number of routes, to change the routes, to bring in bus lanes, to increase frequency. It doesn't do it on all routes, but we will see a significant shift across the network. Um, my understanding is that whilst it's quite difficult to bring in bus lanes and some of our, as your caller said, narrow streets, I mean, they're, they're bang on, um, that it won't wait for the installation of those bus lanes. Bus Connects is coming in 2025. That's my understanding as of now. Obviously, that may change. Will that bring a difference? I don't know. So I went to every consultation that was available on Bus Connects when it was being drawn up. And one of the things, I'm bringing this up in particular because um, I'm conscious that whilst we have an A to B situation with the existing bus service, you catch it one place, you go to the mm. other. Um, we did a survey, my daughter actually and I, for the young scientists, did a survey. And we sat on the side of the road at a peak uh, rush hour in on the, the Rochestown Road every Wednesday morning for three hours. 
um, to count cars, count their occupancy, see who was in them. There had been a huge number of complaints about tailbacks and delays on that particular stretch of road in the mornings. And my constituents were, were very frustrated. I just didn't know what to do. So I wanted to understand um, what might help encourage them to get out of their cars. Okay. So we did this piece of work. Yeah, what did you find? And we engaged with... with um, those who were in the cars and they said in large part that they would be willing to take the bus but they A couldn't rely on it for punctuality but B and this is a critical piece relative to bus connects it didn't go where they wanted to go so I recently had I have another daughter who's in Luxembourg um, on a year's Erasmus scheme and I recently had the benefit of spending a week with her and I was blown away by the bus service So they and I, I gave this feedback to bus connects even prior to my experience they have little buses that run everywhere frequently not big yeah. buses, not okay. behemoths of things. And reliable. And, and they're reliable, they it's, go all the time. It's a whole jigsaw. And it is. plenty of different pieces uh, that we, we certainly need to get right. Doesn't seem like there's a huge amount of confidence from the callers so far here today. Anyway, Independent Councillor uh, Marcia Dalton, thanks a million for joining Pleasure. us in studio today. Also as well uh, to our callers for, for getting in touch with us, Cahal, Dan. Um, and a, an interesting email I, I want to mention too from somebody who's just got in touch to say, I live in East Cork and my experience of the bus last week was a total joke. Last week I travelled by train from Castle Connell in Limerick to Middleton in East Cork it took me two and a half hours and it was great I then had to walk to the bus station 20 minutes away to wait for a bus to y'all the first bus didn't come the second was about 40 minutes late apparently the expressway only comes to Middleton if their bus is not full leaving everyone in Middleton not knowing if there's going to be a bus at all so two and a half hours by train and two hours to get 20 kilometres from Middleton to y'all bring back the train connection from Middleton to East Cork Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.